0: Hello and welcome to Switch It, the podcast that one day hopes to be asked to the big dance. <laughs> yes, the uh, T20 World Cup is on our minds, as it will be for much of the next 12 months, as England and New Zealand turn their focus to the shortest format ahead of five T20Is and the ICC qualifier comes to its conclusion in the UAE. To choose things over this week, I'm joined in the studio by a truly three-dimensional lineup with Mark Butcher and George DeBell, Ticking over the singles before being involved in an inevitable run out, and Andrew Miller always ready to give it a tonk down the order. Of course, nothing nothing says cricket like the clocks going back and setting the alarm for one a.m. starts. Do you have a preferred method for getting through the nights, Butch, other than sleeping?
1: What, yeah, I mean that 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 used to be uh, used to be the way that we do things. But um, small children can. Uh, can make a difference on that score, but uh, listen—it's uh, always great to be watching uh, cricket from that part of the world. Um, simply because sleeping during the daytime is something that I was always very good at when I was younger, so <laughs> it's all—it's all fine
0: uh miller uh you know presumably the tea just keep this 24 7 uh set up in your house
2: yeah tea and also um well i, I pulled a fast one on my, on my wife because obviously it's trick or treat tonight so um i'm gonna i'm, I'm told her, you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna have to have a nap about seven o'clock till midnight say and uh she's gonna take the kids out trick or treating so I'm, I'm ecstatic with that one because i bloody hate halloween Um <coughs> but yeah tea will get me through
0: it any spooky goings
3: on expected up your way yeah uh, in central Birmingham. Uh, it's frightening, the <laughs> trick-or-treat. Just all year round? Because the kids aren't really kids anymore. They're quite old. <laughs> and they want money. <laughs> and I'm j- just wondering whether the margin is between sort of trick-or-treating and mugging. <laughs> so uh, they get quite close to, to broaching. I not. I don't mean my kids, by the way. I mean sort of some kids in the area. Yeah, we'll be asked for a lot of money uh, at the door this evening. So I might have an early night before watching the cricket. Sounds sensible.
0: Um... Let's start with the cricket and with England. Five T20 uh, internationals, as we mentioned beginning tonight, in uh, Christchurch. This should be an interesting contest, George, rather than the sort of lone match tacked onto the end of uh, a tour. We've we've got a a proper series to get our teeth into here.
3: Well, sort of. I think the context is all about next year, isn't it, as as you've already alluded to. Uh, So it's all about finding a couple of extra players for the... Squads which are going to play in more serious stuff. No one will remember this series, I don't think. But both sides are trying out uh, a few new players. And from an England perspective, uh, it would be really interesting to see, you know, how well one or two of them do. Uh, Off the top of my head, I I don't think Banton's going to play today, but he he will get an opportunity in the next couple of weeks. And if he does well, how does Joe Root get back in? Uh, And maybe you could say the same with Parkinson and Moeen at a push. Um, uh, so there are all sorts of uh, personnel issues, but I think that's the more interesting stuff rather than you know who will win New Zealand or England. I I I, I don't know, and I don't think it matters that much. Uh, disappointed Miller that the uh, the short-lived tri-series
0: experiment from uh, a couple of winters ago isn't being uh, persisted with here.
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought it, I thought it had some merit. I mean, it, it came at a bad time for England, obviously, a couple of years ago in, um, in, the, in the in the aftermath of the. Uh, of the ashes, drubbing and they'd failed to make the final, did not they, when they played New Zealand and, and Australia? Right, but yeah. um, but no, I, I thought net run rate, no, less. no Well, fancy that.
3: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no boundary, that. camp back on that <laughs> occasion. Uh,
2: but no, I, I thought that. I thought as a as a as a way to give context to to international T20s that that was a reasonably good means to go about it. But yeah, as you say, because of the experimental nature of this tour and the fact that England got six potential debutants, albeit one of them, Sam Curran, uh, very much a veteran in, in England colours by now. Um, they're going to chop it around and, as you say, come up with some sort of formula for what is now only a, only a year away, the first of back-to-back uh, T20 World Cups. So all of a sudden, T20 is is, is the hot ticket, um, and I'm looking forward to it, actually, despite the, the time zone. Uh,
0: T20 is always the hot ticket, isn't it, except for when... Hundred ball cricket is on. Well, Then,
1: of course, um, twenty <laughs> will be knocked into a cocked hat and will never be relevant again. But I mean, listen. The, the important thing for for England um, in all formats, actually, I think, is is the is what happens when um, somebody like Tom Banton gets his chance to play international cricket. I mean, it's you know, the, as George says, the the series in itself, it kind of doesn't really matter. It's a chance for people to to push their case for inclusion in the. In the, uh, the the World T Twenty, but also to to alert people to the skill um, that uh, that those who follow a lot of county cricket will know that, that Tom Banton has, um, Parkinson to perhaps a, a slightly lesser degree, uh, Saki if he gets a gets a chance to go out there and play Pat Brown, um, these are all young players who are who have quite rightly um, moved to the sort of forefront of the guys who are who are outside of international cricket, um, and so. I hope Tom Banton gets to play five. Um, I'm hearing that he might not. He might not play tonight, which would be a real shame, because um, he can do things that, that, that other batters simply can't, and he looks uh, he looks to be a very very fine player. And so the the, the sooner and the quicker he gets adjusted to the um, to the idea of, of wearing the England shirt and the sort of different pressure that 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 brings along with it, the better, because he's going to be he's going to be a star. Um, I have no doubt about that at all.
0: Um, we've had, as you've sort of touched on, um, we've had a little glimpse of England's thinking in two warm-up games against New Zealand A, uh, one a uh, pretty comfortable victory with Johnny Bairstow and Sam Curran to the four, the other a uh, Colin Munro-powered whooping. Um, <laughs> the, the word out of uh, Christchurch is, uh, from uh, Owen Morgan's pre-game press conference was that uh, Pat Brown uh, and Sam Curran will be making their debuts uh, in this first game Uh, albeit that Joe Denley uh, rolled an ankle uh, around the time they were sort of uh, going into the presser so it sounds like he would have probably batted five or in the middle order might be a change there maybe Lewis Gregory might be capped as well Um, uh, That's
3: bizarre though isn't it? Why would he bat there? Uh, Gregory? Why, why would, no? Why, why would Denley? Oh, d- yes. Uh, do a middle yeah. order sort of finishing yeah, well, role uh, with, he, with yeah. his legs. But well, it's just. Well, no. I've just been watching cricket, <laughs> yeah. and I, I wonder if Ed Myth has because he just doesn't do that role for his county. <laughs> just call him Ed Myth, <laughs> the Myth, <Yeah. laughs> the man, the Myth. <laughs> I mean, it's an uh, in joke that <laughs> I've missed. A no, very in joke. What, what is? Well, I <laughs> no, I'm hoping it good. came. It's Some a chuckle. It was a chuckle. About five times this summer. Yeah, I'm hoping it sticks. It was a chuckle. His. Uh, infatuation with Joe Denley. Sorry, I just had to had to mention it. It's bewildering and it's continuing. I, I just don't
0: understand The it. man for all formats. Um, well, so, I was going to say you've been reading Matt Roller, uh, the baby face stat Assassin. wrote an interesting piece of the site uh, looking at questions England might hope to answer, um, including uh, the Denley debate continued, um, Owen Morgan's best role, uh, competition for bowling slots uh, and w- with that in mind miller uh, saki Mahmoud seemingly not in the the lineup for tonight uh disappointed uh, yes i am i from. i
2: really 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 like the look of him I, I didn't see an awful lot of him last year but I, I saw him in one game in, in the midst of his um his run of wrecking ball form in in the in in the 50 over competition at the start of the summer down at one game at Lords is one of the many in which he took four or five wickets and i mean he just steams in he looks like a combination of bretley and wacker eunice i mean it's it's absolutely sensational to to behold and if he stays fit he could be a superstar um so yeah uh, the fact that he hasn't been able to stay fit obviously last season he 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 seemed to get through pretty well but uh england will need to be careful with him uh much as they need to be careful with any fast bowler that they seem to come across and joffre archer being another that they uh haven't exactly managed perfectly so far in in his short career, so you know I don't want to, I don't want to rush a guy of his stature into into the fray, but I'm looking forward to him getting his outing at some stage this winter because it's going to happen. Um, but in the meantime, I mean, you know, from 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 that sort of gun pace, <coughs> traditional speedster to to Pat Brown and 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 what he brings, which is extraordinary, I just I still cannot quite put a put a put a hand on it but much like the batsmen have to face him i can't quite work out what he's doing but he does it time time again with a huge temperament um ability to just bowl the right ball and he's got so many options and yet seems to nail them more often than not and uh, i'm looking forward to again seeing him step it up it, it, it's a it's a fascinating little tour actually for for all sorts of reasons all these guys who who have proven themselves in in the blast and Certainly, got got great street cred on a, on the domestic circuit. Um, now, unleash them against uh, some
1: serious players. The, the one thing about Saki, I would say, I'm not disappointed to, to not see him in the T20 format actually, because his strength is kind of is is holding a, a, a line and length, getting a bit of movement away and 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 back in towards the batsman off the seam. Yes, he can bowl good yorkers and get a bit of reverse swing at the death, but I'm just not entirely sure that at the moment his his real skill that pace and that the, his ability to hold that line and length are what you need in mm-hmm. T20 cricket particularly on some tiny little grounds in New Zealand so i'm i'm not bothered about if he, if he doesn't if he doesn't make more than more than one or two appearances on on a t20 tour but i have no issue with that whatsoever because there are more serious forms of the game for for him to to shine in as far as i'm concerned
3: more serious <laughs> shocking uh,
0: <laughs> he is um, sakib is in the um, in the test squad as well so uh, there you go. Uh, time may come there um in terms of banton missing out uh, at least in this first uh, game and i'm sure we'll see him uh, as the series goes on but um David Milan and, and Johnny Bairstow to open uh, and Morgan's uh, confirmed, is, it, is that uh, just a fair reflection of Milan's uh, record in the games, the, the opportunities he's had uh, and Johnny uh, Johnny Bairstow's importance obviously in white ball formats mm. or is it taking sort of man in possession a bit too far when you've got a talent like Banton and you want to have a look at him?
1: It's it, it's just slightly disappointing I suppose from a, from a fan point of view. Um, David Millan made it I remember making a brilliant 100 at, uh, at the Oval In the blast He's, uh, he's a very, very, very good player um, I think his ceiling has been hit though And that Tom Banton's ceiling is around about where David Milan's is now And he can go further than that So that's that. there is the disappoint, disappointment for me
3: what, what seems odd is that Having won the 50-over World Cup You would think, and, and history would suggest You have to renew and refresh sides and um England certainly didn't do that after the 2005 Ashes, did they? They sort of persevered with those people who had done so well then, and took an injured team to Australia a couple of years later. So, I, I would like them to have played these younger players, if nothing else, because they've um, they've played an older side, mm. which seems—I well, don't be ageist about it, I suppose—but. <laughs> Uh, the, I, I just agree with Butch. I think uh, maybe there's a bit of emotion there that you want to see new and fresh. One thing i I don't think he's never, that never quick. The, I ne- just think I think we should. He's a fast medium bowler with good skills. I I, I, d- I wouldn't want to think. Uh, I don't think we should push him into being really the new push Wood, him Mark Wood or Joffre. Arsh. No, no, I don't no, think no, so. No, but yeah, no. I
1: mean the age thing is it. You wouldn't pick. I, I certainly wouldn't advocate picking younger younger players who aren't as good as more experienced players, but this isn't... I don't think this is the case. No, no, but they're older
3: players who haven't really played that much, so you're still blooding them. So, uh, I mean, Denley's 33, I think, Mm. and he hasn't actually found his feet in... T Twenty cricket, really? Sorry, uh, uh, international T Twenty cricket. So you'd be giving him the opportunity, and, and the same could be said for Milan, who he's a bit well, young. Milan's
2: curiouser because I mean, this time last yeah. year we were out in the, out in the Caribbean. I remember you, you were chatting to him before the before the T Twenty leg, and he he was giving it the, the giving you the big the big one, saying, you know, I have proved myself in this format. I'm looking forward to getting my chance. He didn't get his chance. It wasn't
3: you. He was didn't. And, and in some respect, I see why because. There's not really a cat and hell's chance that he's going to displace one of those guys in the top order, you know. Yeah. But and Roy are coming back. Banton Banton
1: could. could. Yeah. That's and exactly my point. Is that that you've got a, you've got a fella here who's who's who can do anything. I just um, wonder
3: whether banter might be used in the finishing role, and possibly if he isn't and he does really well, could they? I know it sounds silly, but could they revert to having Butler at five or so? Is that impossible? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Because I mean, there's a lot of talk in the. Obviously,
1: Lewis Gregory's name is probably going to cut. You've got that on your uh, on your computer, I'm <laughs> sure. But you know, reading things about him being promoted or not promoted, but but being given the role as as finisher. Now, I, I've said this for a very long time about Josh Butler. If you've got if you've got a bunch of people who are all more than capable of getting you off to a complete flyer when the field is up, um, most most of your Best T twenty batsmen are all the guys who bat in the top three, right? Which means that most people are able to take advantage of the field restrictions. Most people are able to get you off to a flyer. Most people can get you to eighty for eighty for none in, in six or seven overs. But what most people can't do is, with the rate of twelve, get you home. And that's exactly and that. Right. There is Josh Butler's strength. That's that's where Josh Butler is 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 above beyond. That's where and beyond. he's better,
3: David Warner, because David Warner come back in the to- first few overs and it'd be that's, hopeless. That's, at the that's end. where <laughs> that's where <laughs> his
1: that's where his his. He has a lot of X factor, yeah. but that's where his absolute premium comes. He's the guy that can do can do that when the pressure is at its highest, when the game is on. The second and look half at of Ravi's the ten. role
2: in the in the Blast this summer, yeah. he didn't like he didn't like it, but he was bloody but good he at was it. Bloody good at it. So
1: so that's the, for the, for me. We've got every team or most countries have got six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that you could put in in the top three in a T twenty game, but hardly any of them have got some got somebody that's any good. In the uh, you know from uh, from ten overs or from six five overs to the end of a T20 game, and that is where the, that's where the difference is. That's where the World Cup will possibly be won or lost when it comes to the batting. Is who can get you seventy off the last four or five? Um, and Josh Butler is the guy that can do that for us.
3: And Joe Root probably
0: isn't well uh, yeah i think we've uh, we've already written him off haven't we? <laughs> well, i mean look, it's, <laughs> this, it's, i think this time last week uh, uh, R- roller ended his career um but but, but joe himself is who looks younger than him <laughs>
1: joe, <laughs> joe himself is is kind of he, he knows he's battling just just by listening to what he's saying um, he feels he's a little bit under pressure he feels as though his game is perhaps not as suited to the to the shorter form of the game. It might be in a different team where there weren't as many terrific ball strikers around as England have. But in this one, perhaps it, it, it's a, it's it's a step too far for him.
2: Trent Rockets to uh, be the remaking them? Well,
1: it, it might well be. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's he's the, the thing is format, with people it, that, with people that can just, really just what he needs with people that can really play the game. They can they can they can, they can shift. They can kind of uh, make make adjustments and get mm. better. You know there are there are plenty of us, myself included, whereby you kind of reach a point where there's not much else you can do. But with somebody like Joe, that's that isn't the case. However, there are people around, and there are going to be people who are going to miss out on this T20 squad. um, Who who you know Tom Banton might not make it into the the world T20 squad this time, but you can bet your bottom dollar he'll be in the next one. Um, There are people queuing up who are who are amazing ball strikers, amazing players of this format of the game.
0: Did you do much range hitting back in the day? Uh, which was
1: that? I actually, you know what, I did for the for, for the first time in my entire career um, around about two thousand and four, when uh, that was, which was the first year that I played any t twenty mm-hmm. cricket. And I've never, I just thought, oh my god, batting so much fun. It had become a lot less than fun, you know? <laughs> fending it off at the, the top order, playing Test match cricket. But then suddenly, you you play a format of the game whereby getting out is not a problem you know you're kind of it's it's you're supposed to sort of hit out Mm. and get out oh i just got caught in the boundary never mind (laughs) and suddenly the the world opened up in terms of um in terms of what you're allowed to do and the way you're allowed to think um it didn't mean you're any better at it but it just kind of gave you a freedom (laughs) to you know i just suddenly started hitting the ball 20 30 yards further than i thought i could because i'd never tried before you know what i mean It was just a just a different way of thinking
0: lowered the price on that wicket um so in terms of players who are perhaps on the older side now it's it's odd to think it but um you know adil Rashid has been a a central cog in england's white ball success he is on this tour a a lot of players um have been rested first choice uh players Rashid uh, has talked quite a lot actually since the world cup about his shoulder injury um having an injection during the tournament and and still doesn't seem to be back up to a hundred percent um is it wise to have him on this tour miller when there's an option like matthew parkinson there or is it you know leg spin and wrist spin has become so so central to t20 and rashid's experience is such that um you know england want him there regardless even if he if he isn't fully fit well i think
2: i think that passing on that experience as well i mean the fact that you know he's well, he's 10 years into his career now isn't he or maybe more he was he was out there in 2009 in in, in, in the reckoning back, way back then so yeah of mm. course he's got wear and tear on that shoulder and he's talking about how at certain stages of the summer he wasn't able to lift it above the horizontal which is pretty terrifying but at the same time you know matt parkinson is a young prospect but having a guy a world cup winner 10 years of experience huge experience on the franchise circuit as well now uh, it is a development tour of same reasons in many ways that Owen uh, Morgan um, has agreed to stay on as England captain. Of course, he's he, he's he's not sated either. But I think the fact that that continuity and bringing through a new generation is a huge part of what needs to be done now for England as as World Cup winners and and, and in a period of transition post Bayless as well. I think having all of you the most experienced guys around the young young pups who may be challenging for that role is no bad thing so you know I, I, I go to see problems particularly with leg spin which obviously you know as everyone knows you know, as Warnie's often said you need a bit more love a bit more bit more care about your leg spinner than perhaps any other type of bowler so you know having a stable mate much as you know the old joke about um, being the, the goat to goat to racehorse or whatever it was <laughs> it, you know having these two, two guys working alongside each other probably won't be a bad thing in the, in the nets over the course of this, this couple of weeks and um, and
0: um- one player who isn't there and, and may have been uh, slightly forgotten in discussions, but um, David Willey took f- four for seven in his last uh, T20 international. Um, I think it was Crickviz uh, did some analysis uh, over the week showing he has the fifth most power play wickets in in all 2020 since May 2009. So basically, the last ten years, um, and and yet we sort of uh, he missed out on the World Cup squad. Uh, Jofra Archer's rise, I guess, being the, the main issue there. But um, if he's, whether he's rested or dropped for this tour, uh, should England be, you know, actually thinking, you know, we've got a, a, a new ball bowler who's done it, who's been to a World T Twenty final. he's uh, um, not someone that we should be overlooking at this stage.
1: I don't think that that England will be overlooking anybody at the moment. I think that the uh, <laughs> the cast of thousands is is quite right for this moment in time because. Um, just simply because of the nature of T20 cricket. The fact that David Willey is left arm. You need a left armour. You just have to have one in T20 cricket. As much as, as much as probably thought you should have had one in the 50 overside. That was proven absolutely correct. Um, well actually no, it was proven correct that Joffre Archer came in. I still would have left out Tom Corrin and, and had David Willey in the 50 overside just because you had that, that variation. But never mind, doesn't matter. Um, but so yeah, I, I would imagine that he is still very much in their thoughts because that left arm out well, won of the competition, didn't it? In the in the Caribbean under Paul Collingwood, what was it two thousand and ten now? Um, Ryan, side Ryan side bottom. bottom. Uh, and I just think yeah, I just think you need to have that variation, um, particularly when it comes to the end of the innings. I know, although I, I know that's not necessarily David Willis' strength. is is more with the with a new ball, but just having that that different angle is absolutely imperative. And I'd be very surprised if there aren't any of the the top. Um, the, the, the sides that are perhaps expected to go out there and win it that don't have one, don't have a good one
0: In, in, in terms of getting all this right um, obviously a year down the line, the, the T20 World Cup but it will come around quickly um, Chris Silverwood is new to the job as head coach, George um, does he have that uh, the level of experience of T20 do you think, uh, to, to oversee a, a, a title winning campaign or is that somewhere where england could look to bring in sort of further coaching
3: staff uh in your view that's a really good question i'm not sure i know the answer so they he he will definitely talk to other people that's a really good question i mean he would have coached essex and i can't remember how they did i mean obviously they won the championship but i can't remember yeah a couple couple of couple of of average seasons of 2020 pretty bad um Interesting. I, I mean, I like the idea of the one coach. Uh, I think we, you've probably talked about that before, but, uh, the negatives out of, of it mm-hmm. probably outweigh the positives. But there's no reason he couldn't bring in more people. I actually think in a quiet way, the addition of Darren Goff shows that this sort of England management might be a little bit more open minded in that regard. Uh, and yeah, Chris will have to keep learning and keep improving. Uh, and I think they're quite open-minded just to go back to the Willie thing I'm, I'm sure that the door hasn't been shut on him mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised to see Mills or Topley uh, come back too there's definitely room for left armours in fact I'd, I'd be reasonably confident if Topley's fit which is always a big if he'd go on one of the Lions tours so um, maybe they're just a bit worried about his height um, he's slightly deme- uh, one-dimensional I suppose that's a bit harsh not as much so as Gurney who again he'll get talked about mm-hmm. Um yeah, he, actually, Willie's been pretty unlucky, like, hasn't he? Harry
1: Gurney was, was unhittable in the, in the yeah. Premier League.
3: I think the, the um, issue with him is though that he, he only plays; he's only relevant for a very small portion. Oh of the yeah, game. No, I know. I, I agree. Uh, but with he is that. very relevant
1: to those portions. But he, yeah, you know, he, he went at five, less than five point two, and over through the competition. You see oh, we
3: haven't even talked about Alex Hales.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, yes. Oh, yeah. um, who has stated his intentions of getting back into uh, into the frame for that World Cup, Miller? Do you, um, do you see that sort of a, a run in the Masanzi Super League and, and Big Bash and that sort of thing? Uh, he he is a player that, whose qualities England well know.
2: He is, but it's also just it's very hard to get beyond the the definitive statement that Owen Morgan put out about his, the way he'd broken the trust of the team in, in justifying his admission from the World Cup squad. I, I've never heard an England captain quite so castigating about about a, a former teammate. And, you know, he said he'd broken the trust. It's going to take more than just runs, I think, to, to prove that that trust is back. And I think while well, Morgan is England captain, which by, by all accounts, I mean, he's talking about not calling an end at the end of this next World T20 simply because he doesn't want to dribble into it and feel like he's on his last leg. So who knows? He may be leading England after this World, T- World T20 into the next one, well, obviously in India in 2021. Um, he'll be getting on by then, but the point is he'll still be the authority in the squad. And I, I think, I think Hale's going to have to do an awful lot more than just score runs to, to, to supersede the, the betrayal of trust that he produced ahead of the World Cup and also Overcome the, the the likes of Banton and Co. Who and and bear in mind Butler and Stokes and Co. Aren't even on this tour either. So there, there's there's a huge number of places already taken that he's not going to be able to elbow into in a hurry, in my opinion.
0: Um, mention of, of Goff there, uh, George appointed for the uh, for the test leg of the tour. Um, this is a bit a bit of an unusual uh, move. he has his coaching badges, but has
3: been. Um, like Butch uh, in in the commentary booth more recently. Yeah, uh, look, I was really surprised. Uh, but I can see the logic in it the more I think about it. Uh, he has that wonderful head start uh, of having had a terrific career, career in the game and then f- uh, therefore demanding the respect of the players. And, th- uh, you know, he will have that straight away. He also will have uh, seen the dangers of, you know, bad coaching, over-talkative, over um And actually, he is there for the tests. He's not there for the tests, is he? He's there for the test warm-up period. So um, it's a really brief uh, stopover for him. Uh, Quite strange. But actually, he he was terribly good at swinging the cookbook ball, which is an issue with England's bowlers. Uh, He has been there and done that. He is his own man. I mean, he's... uh, well good for them for thinking outside the box i think and also they didn't want to sort of commit themselves to one of the candidates uh quite a lot of people are unavailable anyway i i think they've talked to quite a lot of people like john lewis and who obviously has other commitments right now and chapel and you know all sorts of people um and they don't want to commit so it might be that we don't see an appointment for a while but you might see more people sort of dropping in like this and giving their expertise and creating relationships which the players can come back and utilise yeah, later. I mean
1: all all that's good. His his expertise with a cookabout ball is is
3: without doubt um,
1: a massive, massive plus, uh being that he'll be using that in New Zealand and in South Africa in the in the new year, Christmas, New Year. Um, and he's I mean have been pretty pants with it, haven't they, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
3: like he for could, as long as we he can remember. Get, so. Say Chris Wokes. To use the to, to Cooker get it, to move actually, the even Jimmy ways. Anderson didn't get it going great in New Zealand. No. So, uh, so and look, if he were available, maybe he'd have been there. But um, I think it's an interesting one. No, nothing against it. No, no, not at all. Um, and as you, and got, as you
0: say, you know, offering coaching tips from, from the from the radio commentary
3: booth. Uh, no, you, you know. try
1: and you try and stop him from giving an opinion on anything. <laughs> <You> know, <he's laughs> but got, <you>
3: know. <laughs> but he'll keep his mouth shut. He, he can keep his mouth shut. Mm. One of the things they've done here is trust him to not pass on stuff that he sees in. The dressing room and stuff and he won't wa- he won't that no no he'll right. keep his mouth shut. he's
1: he's and he's also a, a trusted confidant Chris Silverwood you know <laughs> you're new in a job you're sort of new at the new at the level um in terms of uh international coaching and he's one of his first moves is to bring in somebody that he trusts implicitly and, and that knows him and that brought him along as, as a bowler so he's kind of you know, there there is immediately a, uh, the lines of communication will be very clear and very open between them, which is which is always good uh, in a coaching staff.
3: He's the exact opposite of the Bluffborough School of <laughs> Coaching, so yeah. he won't be all uh, track seated and clipboarded, and he won't talk about uh, talk about in the same language that they talk. So it will be fresh, uh, it will be different. I, 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 I incre- the more I think about it, the more I applaud them for looking outside the box. And if it doesn't work out, you know, he's only there two weeks. <laughs> and, and speaking of. Bluffborough, uh, Kevin Shine has moved on from that role. Well, I think it's ongoing, but I think we reported that a few months ago, didn't we? That he was uh, that there had to be some changes. Party poppers
0: in your house? No,
3: I I, (laughs) no, absolutely not. I wish him well. (laughs) I just don't think that the fast bowling program has worked at all well. And anyone who's met him would tell you he's a decent, well-meaning man. There's no issue there. I I know he's not a massive fan of my work either uh so it's a bit awkward you know maybe to see him sometimes but uh, uh, no it, look it didn't work out for him and just as players are dropped so should coaches be uh, i have more sympathy actually with the the spin bowling program because i don't think spinners are really given a chance so it's quite hard to sort of um to make up for the problems we have in the championship but someone like kevin it seems to me he had the raw resources of talented young fast bowlers and he routinely made them injured and slower and eventually he got cut because of that um,
0: Miller, in, in terms of kind of the way modern coaching is going, kind of international circuit being perhaps encroached upon by domestic leagues and so on, we saw this week Andrew McDonald named in, in what's essentially a part-time role as a, an assistant for Justin Langer. I mean, he'll be over here next summer working uh, on the 100. Um, <laughs> Conflicts of interest abound oh, here yes. potentially, <laughs> um, but but is that just uh, the reality of the gig now?
2: Well, I think it is and it isn't. I think I think there's a certain naivety that the ECB have have sort of walked into a bit of a bear trap with with that because you know in in ignoring English coaches in the hundred and the, the excuse they were giving was because these guys have got their contacts all around the world, so the guys who succeed in the hundred will get gigs at IPL and the and the Big Bash or the rest of it, which is a pretty spurious way of putting it, but you know it means that you know you're going to get Andrew McDonald spying on on the inner workings of Chris Wokes' brain, etc., and, and and then taking that out to the ashes in the winter. It's a, it's not it's not an ideal, not an ideal scenario in my opinion, and and there's no real way to get 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 it back because English coaches don't have any traction overseas, so but they're not they're not going to go dipping into into other leagues to to get the get the intel on the inside. But it's a, it's yeah. a little bit like
1: how and I'm sure it's probably still the same but it's a little bit like how the the overseas players benefited massively from from English cricket yes. from the 70s right the way up until the well not quite so much to the present day but r- at least until the the turn of the century um, when there was no real recourse for uh, for for English players to play first class or pro- professional in inverted commerce cricket elsewhere yes as I did a lot of other players would play grey cricket in Australia and go off and play in New Zealand wherever it might be but it wasn't the same as being a, pr- a a fully paid professional pro playing first-class cricket um, that the overseas players benefited from, and now it looks like it's moved onto the the coaching. The same, the
2: same was true in the IPL in the early days when England mm. were so standoffish about allowing their players to go over there. Every other team in the world was having that sort of mix and mix and match. Mm conversations in the dressing room and getting intel on each other and, and England on the outside looking uh, in and, but and, but because of
1: that I don't have a, I've really got a problem with the Andrew McDonald situation at all because, because it happens anyway there's just so much cross-pollination between um, nations and teams and uh, players playing international cricket for, for for one side and three different franchises with another everybody knows everything about everybody now it's kind of you know, it's impossible to, to keep any secrets in the game so I don't think, see that as being a particular problem
0: Cricket was England's gift to the world, and it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, (laughs) For for New Zealand um, in this series, uh, there's going to be no Kane Williamson. uh, Johnny Bairstow's uh, sunrises Hyderabad team rate is that uh, I think I'm right in saying Um, he's been ruled out with injury. Um, Trent. Bolt has been rested for uh, the first three matches of the series in order to play Plunkett Shield, so sort of prioritising Test cricket. Lockie Ferguson is is back after uh, an injury. I mean, Miller, there's an experienced uh, set of players that, and in their own conditions. This should be... A, a, a Provide a, a stern test for England.
2: It should. I mean, New, New Zealand are, are, are slender but clear favourites in, 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 in among the bookies at the moment. It, it, it is on their home soil. They've got a, a certain amount of uh, a vengeance, a uh, forethought, I dare say, after after the scenes in the summer.
1: Well, it's nothing like losing losing a World Cup final and a World Cup semi-final in rugby that that can't be assuaged by winning a five-test match series in <laughs> <time> T. <Right. teams. laughs> Damn right.
2: Damn so right. This is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it, it all it all it all counts. But no, the the the, the point the point, the point still sort of stands, that they are going to be—they are going to be a formidable outfit because they always are. And even—even even without Trent Boltley in the line, that, that will be interesting though because he—he is—he is such a good bowler.
3: He's... Although I think they lose more often when he plays, you know. And I think really? he's gained at n- almost tens with the new ball in in recent games. Yeah, and I think I think they're losing quite a lot of games when Kane's playing as well. So it might. Hey, for both sides, it's a really good opportunity, isn't it, to look ahead to next year? And there are going to be some. Really big names left out, particularly the England side, when that World T20 squad is named. Sorry, World Cup. <laughs> yes, uh, rebranded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, big dance. <laughs> the, the <A> big <laughs> dance. I mean,
1: come on. What is that? When, when does anybody ever use that as a piece of language to describe anything?
2: Have, have well, apparently it was, market was a, purely a marketing tool. It's very, it oh, very Well, kind well of I got that.
1: Yeah, I understood that. But, so uh, they're, but not, still, they're never going to mention not, again now thing, it? the qualifiers. thing, is it? It's not even a thing. Is it, is, it the not big thing? Dance. is it a thing in you know, The big, big show, dance. yeah, maybe. I've heard of that. The big dance. Is it like a barn dance? Well, I'd, I'd imagine or, if, or it, was a, if it was a really big, big barn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do people, people get paid for that stuff. <laughs> well, I
0: hope not. <laughs> have you seen The 100 Mark? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, yeah. Um, people get paid for that stuff.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: the, the, the ICC is rapidly running out of money as we're establishing... Um, Moving on to the, uh, the big dance qualifier, as it's not quite <laughs> called, um, I mean, uh, we might come to this t- some talk of this. This could be the last uh, uh, such event. Um, the format was a, a little confusing. No surprises there. Uh, but with six spots on offer at, at the main event, it was a f- feisty old
3: affair. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, really entertaining. It's a really good cricket. And I thought that, that, that game that, where the Netherlands went through the other day was a really good showpiece event. Rolled over the UAE. You, you, well, what was so nice is that they were finally given a, a good surface, uh, where they're, you know, what, what you really want with, with all cricket is, uh, pitches with a bit of life that give bowlers a bit of help as well. And, and, and their fast bowlers were helped there, weren't they? Uh, so and, and, they're, they're, fourth, and cricket's fourth, always or really or good fun when sure. that happens. Paul van Meekeren ripping through uh, yeah, proper
2: test match lines and links England won't be pleased to edge. see that, will
3: they? Yeah. The Netherlands, of course, plenty of trouble in the past, so they shouldn't be underestimated. But I think they'd fancy playing
1: against them a bit more if they're playing against bowlers like that. Then,
3: uh, actually, that, you know that, I mean? that probably is you know, true. I mean, isn't it's it?
1: interesting what you say about you know the bowlers having a bit more help. What you mean is bowlers with a pe- bit of pace having a bit more help because the yes, spinners it's... generally have an enormous amount of help in those, and, and not, in only those only not always
3: uh, good spinners, because um, right, exactly, I suppose yeah. the, other, the other example of what I mean is is, is it Watt, the uh, Scotland Mark Watt, yeah, left arm he, he, He's not lovely, is he, uh, as a spinner uh, and that's, a good, I mean, good luck to him I can see the job he does I guess Michael Yardy did a similarish job a while ago but it's kind of anti-cricket, isn't it <laughs> um, uh, that, I really don't mean that to sound disrespectful but it was quite nice to see I don't know, really sort of good, vibrant, fun, good quality cricket, uh, which could work on any surface. But, you know, uh, hey, Scotland, in the end, they clawed their way through, didn't they? But they beat England ODI last time they played, didn't they? So, um, great.
0: Yeah, um, Ireland, they got through. They've beaten England at uh, a major event. Uh, Scotland, yeah. they got through. They've beaten England recently. Netherlands. They've beaten England at uh, major events it's just as well. Papua New Guinea, um, uh, Papua new Guinea Namibia, and Oman were the, were the other three. So some, some new faces uh, uh, to see at, <laughs> uh, at, the, at the big dance. Um, I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that means that yeah, we could look forward yeah, to, to, to each event partners. beating England.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully, so. I mean, um, I suppose. Papua New Guinea, particularly, Miller, is, is a, a, an interesting story.
2: Yes, and I was on holiday last week, so I missed it all. But it's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> They've come close before, I think, 2013, 2015. They've sort of fallen at this final hurdle. Um, but with a, a bit of uh, help from Ross Taylor, possibly Geraint Jones, uh, uh, he... Uh, Famously yeah. represented them uh, a few years ago. But, it did indeed,
2: uh, but but I mean, it, it just goes, it just goes to show it's a, the, the frustration with cricket is always this the, the this perception of shrinking horizons and, and, and World Cups getting smaller and smaller. But every time we've had a World Cup qualifier or World T Twenty qualifier in recent memory, it has been an absolute bun because there is such a wealth of competitive nations. Scrambling to get into into the final reckoning, and it, it's been compelling. Just as the the world the world um, the World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe last year was com- compelling viewing. It and the, you know the Scotland story having to having to scramble scramble through the, through the the finish got there in style in the end. But they were made to work for it. It's it, it's encouraging to see that there is this this breadth of of talent at the lower reaches. But of course. You know, as we as we well know, as as, as Peter Del Pena has reported, there's there's worries about whether the the the, the qualifying tournament will continue after the next World well, T20 simply because of. Well, in theory, because there's no time in the schedule, but ultimately it's going really to come down to money, really, isn't it? And, um, that's always the way with cricket. It finds a way to, to sort of tease you on one hand and say, look at, look at this great wealth of, of talent and, and huge range of, of countries that are, that are getting sucked into the game. But sooner or later, you realize actually, no, it's still only the top table that really counts, isn't
0: it? It's, it's still cricket after all. Um, can we just explain, this is slightly confusing, um, scheduling in that there's, uh, World T20 coming up, and then there's a, another, sorry, T20 World Cup in 2021 at yeah. uh, Georgia. That's to do with uh, changes in the, the schedule as it was previously envisaged.
3: Yes. So because Trophy. Uh, so the idea being that because there are two in two years, there won't be the same uh, period of time for qualifying, and um, those nations are going to be offered a payment instead, and some of them who don't think they can qualify would be happy to accept that, supposedly. Uh, I think that's a real shame, and I also thought it was a shame that uh, more people didn't see this tournament because it was really good entertainment by any standards uh another example that you know if it could have been i don't know on free to air somewhere or broadcast a little bit more widely then i think more people would have seen it more people would have loved it and then maybe the broadcast rights would be worth something in due course because they're not at the moment sadly uh and uh that ultimately is the problem it does of course it all comes down to money of course it does we're not idiots
0: Butch, did you uh, work on the qualifier? The last qualifier was in um, the Zimbabwe one uh, for the fifty uh, the, over World Cup. The T Twenty one in Scotland and Ireland. I think it was held before twenty sixteen. Uh, yes, I did. Um, I
1: did. Um, we're, so we're, at the Grange, the games
0: qualify, uh, televised for that. One. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was all. It was all televised. On one wasn't it. Um,
1: yeah, I mean it was freezing. It was cold, and kind of <laughs> there was nobody, nobody there in the grounds, um, which tends to be the way, you know. I mean, it's 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 tough at the bottom. I mean, that's always, you know, try playing a bit of second team cricket or something. You know, it's kind of uh, it's it, it's how it feels at times, but there are some terrific cricketers in it, um, and you know, and as such, you're trying to you're trying to grow the game. The game does keep, as as much as we we kind of bemoan the the lack of interest or the lack of um, opportunities for. Um, for nations in the game of cricket, Papua New Guinea are now going to be in the World Cup final. So it kind of, it, it, it as much as it's a struggle, as much as, as people would like things to happen faster, um, you know, you've got the same old, same olds in the Netherlands, Island. Scotland all, all qualifying, some more comfortably than others. But the you know team that got there, got there first is a side that nobody knew played cricket probably until this World Cup. Well, so, they like got
3: more <laughs> qualifying to go, haven't they? I was going to say,
0: <laughs> they, uh, they've I mean, reached, the, they've yeah. reached the, the World Cup, or they've reached the qualifier for the World they qualify Cup. The qualifier for the World Cup. As Andy Balburnie yeah, uh, yeah. tweeted.
1: Yeah, I just, it, uh, it, it, it is very tough.
0: There we are. Um, on a lighter note. ECB officials uh, made an appearance before the DCMS Select Committee. Uh, it's Digital Culture, Media and Sport to uh, discuss that fan favourite topic, the future of the English game. That's uh, a
2: lighter note. I wonder what's happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, butch, I know you take a keen interest in the goings on at Parliament. You know, d- distract you from, from Brexit for all of five <laughs> minutes. Or, it, uh,
1: uh, yeah, I, it did. I, I, my attention was diverted for Ah, oh, for a good nanosecond. <laughs> um, it, it was mainly, it was largely due to our, our dear friend Legside Lizzie because she was she was there doing the because uh, the the correspondents who who work on on sort of transcripting the the, the Parliament goings on with Brexit have kind of like become things, stuff of legend. These guys sitting there for seven eight hours, sort of like typing out these enormous threads, and so Lizzie was there. And it didn't quite have the same pull for some reason. I can't, I can't... I can't... You know, bless you. Bless you, Lizzie. It,
0: it wasn't such a... It wasn't quite cluster. as exciting. Quite Ian yeah. Dunn. Um, no, exactly. <laughs> Ian Dunn. Well, uh, George, you were there as well. Were right, uh, Ian. Uh, obviously... <laughs> Not to but not the butch notice, but you, 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 gave.
1: No, where was your, where was your threat?
0: <laughs> you gave, um, you actually gave evidence to the committee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was a lot of talk, I uh, should say about, um, the hundred, inevitably, uh, expenditure and so on. Um, Tom Harrison, uh, refusing on, on several occasions to sort of say what the budget was and whether they exceeded the Which budget. Which we
3: had published about a week earlier, I remember? Indeed, always there first. Um. Well, uh, actually, I did. I, 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 don't, I think it's fair enough to say it. I gave the, that piece to Andy Dash just as he was going on. And um, so he was reading it madly. Obviously, I hadn't read it uh, before. So he was reading it madly. And I don't know if you, he counted up the figures wrong. Did you notice? Uh, so he said, they're going to make a loss of 20 million, and I made it 7.5. But, <laughs> well,
2: uh, I mean but he's, saying, he's
3: saying, to be fair, that they, they've um, exaggerated their likely profits. Mm. I've no idea. But their own figures... I promise you, their own figures, they do not dispute these, um, uh, that suggest they'll make a loss of 7.5 in the first year, and, uh, they'll make a loss every year of the five. Um, but not that that's the be all and end all, of course, because it's not all about money. Uh, in this, this, this competition is supposedly about reaching a new audience, and I, um, well, and make... it, is,
2: it is to, to give the ECB some. I'm not credits, probably overstating it, but some, some, some get out. It's, it's the ultimate lost leader, isn't it? It's, it it's can a composition yeah. that is, that's being put out there in order like to Like the Big, big Bash was. Yes. And the took years to break even.
3: Mm-hmm. So the Big Bash worked and, and yet didn't make money for a long time. And, um, you know, I've been, I, I read that piece by Tasneen, uh, Summer Khan in the last few days, which I think was on the cricketer website, which is really interesting and challenging, uh, and Probably it 's really good that it was challenging because the press box is full of uh, white middle class guys generally, and it 's um, good, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, good that sometimes we're challenged yeah that as well and it um, 's good that sometimes we 're challenged and and made to think in a way that we wouldn 't otherwise, and uh, that view was that you know maybe it'll be just the thing to appeal to a different demographic and that 's something that has to be taken really seriously. Not sure I agree that it will, by the way. I mean we're excluding what the the players from India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh straight away. Oh, are, just as an decide this will be controversial. This will be cut out. But it does <laughs> strike me It does strike me as odd that if you're trying to appeal to a new demographic and, and presumably in the sort of Leeds metropolitan area, that means their Asian audience, it strikes me as slightly odd to have appointed a coach who has at some stage been suspended for shouting racial abuse. That strikes me as really puzzling. Anyway, uh, a lot of these things were talked about at DCMS. I actually felt a little bit sorry for Tom Harrison during that exchange. Uh, and um, he said something really interesting as well because there were various... MPs there, 10 of them I think and some of them were very knowledgeable and well briefed and some of them uh, seemed to have gone into the wrong room looking for a cup of tea and then started (laughs) asking questions and um, he was being asked questions about whether 18 counties was the way to go A a real easy goal for him if he had wanted to say well maybe it's not, maybe in the modern age it doesn't fit and he gave an answer which I don't think has been reported anywhere, I wish I could remember it word for word but he said the two world cups you see either side of you, they're a product of the 18 county system, it's my honour to protect it and fight for its survival, so it was really, and I said that to him afterwards, um, I said I was really struck by your words there, they're music to my ears, that's very clearly what I think, Uh, but it wasn't, if I'm honest, what I thought he thought But I really believed him. And he said, we're on the same side. He said something that I said to him ages ago after an argument, Uh. which is that we're on the same side, Tom. We just see a different journey to get to the destination. And he said it word for word back to me. And I thought, bloody good for you. So I thought he had a tough time. I thought some of the questions from the MPs were a little bit facile. I thought they quite enjoyed being John Humphrey's. For a change, you know, I put it to you. Will you answer the question? They, they loved all <laughs> that because they've been the victims of that so many times. So I actually thought, you know, as someone who really passionately disagrees with the ECB's um, methods on this, uh, I th- actually thought they gave an OK account of themselves and I felt a little bit sorry for them.
0: Did he play for Derbyshire, Tom Harrison? Is that right? He did, and maybe uh, he's just North Hanson, all along a defender of you know the smaller county. And I'll well, say, well, I don't How know, but
3: uh, all yeah. I would say is that um, both Tom and Colin, I disagree with them. Yeah, they know I disagree with them. I, I, I it's actu- been rumored. I actually <laughs> think their heart is probably in the right place, and they are just wrong, but they mean
0: well. Did they do enough? to... To convince uh, the uh, assembled
3: MPs, do you think, on this?
0: No, I thought... And is there any... Do they have any power? Okay,
3: so as an observation, one of the things that uh, Tom Harrison said, which I thought was really interesting, is that there hadn't been an impact study on the cost of uh, losing a test to free-to-air broadcasters since 2008. Well, sorry... Might as well be 1808. I the world has changed <laughs> so much. You know, that's before the IPL. That's, that's, that, that, the world has completely changed. So uh, there needs to be another impact study. And I know that the, um, several of the MPs have been in touch with the S- Cricket Supporters Association, which is something I'm distantly involved with. And that is something that, you know, might be a recommendation in due course. But because there's an election, all the work of that TCMS committee is basically wasted. There won't be a report. And who knows which of them will be re-elected afterwards because it will be a turbulent <laughs> general election. Uh, but the h- intention is to call the ECB back again. This is, this is news, <laughs> by the way, after the election and to do it again and then to report. But it was pretty clear from the room that they thought there should be more free-to-air cricket broadcast and that should be a method of attracting a new audience. Well, thanks, George, for being there. So we didn't have to. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) One or or two uh, other little bits of news uh, before we uh, sign off. Miller, uh, the name of um, England women's new head coach was announced yesterday. Lisa Kitely, bit of a flyer.
2: Well, yes and no. I think it, I think it was inevitable. P- Butch right, got it. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. Push um, <laughs> <laughs> my head, it's flying away. This
0: mate. is obviously replacing uh, Mark Robinson.
2: Replacing yeah. Mark Robinson. I, I think you know. I think inevitable that the time was right that uh, a female coach had to come in. I mean, she comes in with 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 with, with, with huge credentials from 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 her background, big bash, and et cetera. So she's got she's got she's worked her way through. She's the time was right because I think. um by the end of Mark Robinson's era, I mean it wasn't quite the same as uh, the way Andy Flower's era went went a bit sour, but there was something similar in in the sort of he'd reached the peak in 2017, and the last two years had been a bit of a a, a slow thump down to earth and a recognition that you know that 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 winning the World Cup wasn't ever going to. Close the gap that is increasingly opening up to Australia, and a lot of that's going to come out of this this new um, new project that they they launched a couple of weeks ago to try to inject more funds essentially into women's cricket, which is great. But ultimately, it's also going to come down to giving giving the women a bit more bit more of themselves to fly with. I think I think uh, you know Mark Robinson did a. Fantastic job in turning the team around from remember they were all, all, albeit that they reached the, the semi finals of the World T20 in 2016, they were so far distant, so far second to Australia that they, they looked out of the running for the World Cup the following year and they turned it around with impressive speed. He identified players, obviously, Charlotte Edwards, he, he, he moved to one side, he identified Tammy Beaumont as a, as a key underperforming. Gun player who had to be given her her head to come through. And I think I've got to take that to the next stage now. It's it's not just about finding individual players to come through. It's about saying, right, come on, your your stars in your own right now. You're World Cup winners, you you are household names to a degree that simply wasn't the case even four years ago. Uh, and now I think instead of having having a, a bloke being the the, the 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 figurehead, I think the time is right for the women to speak for themselves. And and so. I think that had to come. I think it's it is the right appointment. I think you know there are again a little bit like the the problem with hundred. There, there aren't enough coaches out there in women's cricket in English cricket yet who are ready to step in. I think someone like Lydia Greenway maybe could be one to look at. Jenny Gunn, who's just just retired from in, in English cricket, she's clearly going to be recycled back into the system. She'll she'll almost certainly be one of the lieutenants in in, in the women's game, and in, in due course. I'd imagine those two being two, two of the two of the key figureheads for 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 England women going forward. But in the meantime, having an Aussie to bridge the gap, it's 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 often the way with with uh, English cricket in men's cricket as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I, interesting thing. Just reading a couple of the the, the dispatches from from her interviews. Um, was sort of more talk about sort of fitness and professionalism and all that kind of stuff. When the the thing, the difference that I saw between Australia and England was technique. Um, just basic, basic, uh, good (laughs)
0: batting on leg stump. uh, Yeah, uh,
1: just, but just some basic, real basic techniques, um, that, that Australia did unbelievably well and that England did very, very poorly. Um, and that's a, and that's a coaching thing. That's that's, there's an area where a, a professional coach worth his or her salt can make a massive difference. And it's much easier. Um, and, and I know this from, from having spoken to, to one or two of the, the women's players but also from talking to people that coach them is that they are that they're so much more open to to suggestion to to changes to um, you know, th- technical tweaks than, than men are at the same point. You know, you tend to have that embedded, um, this is the way that I do things and, and therefore you can go stuff yourself type thing. Well, the girls aren't like that, <laughs> which is good on one hand and bad on the other because it, because if the information you're getting is not particularly good and you soak it all up and, and kind of take it as gospel, then you can get, find yourself in a bit of bother. So I hope that the emphasis will, will be on some specialists, particularly in the batting, particularly in the batting, but some specialists or, technical, good basic coaching because as I said, the the difference between the England team was nothing to do with talent and it wasn't anything to do with fitness, it was to do with it was to do with the application of both of those things.
3: It's a bit to do with talent, eh?
1: Oh, listen! They're always going to have you know. Elise Perry is is once in a generation. You're yeah. always going to have people who are better than others. I do. I don't. I don't disagree with you there. What I'm saying is, throughout through the rest of the board, you remove her from the from the equation. Tammy Beaumont's as good a ball striker as as, as uh, Alyssa Healy is. There isn't an enormous amount in it from England's sort of better and best players to Australia's better and best players. But technically, they're on different planets. I think maybe one's they, on Venus, the other one's on Pluto.
3: I think they're getting more out. They they have a larger pool. Yeah. I, again. Uh, I'm not. But so I'm not, I'm not talking
1: about that. Yeah, I, I, entirely. I agree. Yeah, but, we're about, but we're talking about. But we're talking about you know a new coach that's come along and a, and hopefully a new, do you know, a I new do, emphasis on getting, on getting on getting the name. basics right for doing for playing cricket. H-
3: who's the coach who was I think she was at Laughter. She went to take a job in Australia. Who do I mean? I thought she was going to get the gig. I almost wrote the story. <laughs> so just what <when> I heard, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> And uh, she seemed terrific. Uh, and obviously is English. And hopefully will come back one day. And can't remember her name, which is embarrassing. But I do think that we have a fundamental problem still with women's cricket in that it hasn't become a mainstream sport for women yet. And and uh, again, maybe that's something the hundred will change or the Kia Super League. But could I do have changed. think it's getting there
2: though. I mean, it, compared to compared to the scenario, I mean, I remember the first time watching women's cricket in 993, the World Cup final, playing in skirts, and you know the the whole whole shebang. The, the distance it's travelled in 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 my lifetime is is exponential, and. The fact that I think the last few years they, 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 there's been a bit of a rush to the professionalism. I think it was you know, part, yeah. part, partly partly it was it was it was done for show rather than a, than actual effect. But but ultimately they are household names. I mean Sarah Taylor retiring from international cricket last week. Everyone knew Sarah Taylor. Oh my God, she's that wicketkeeper who t- pulls off blinders every time she touches the ball. It's talent, it, talent. Exactly. She she terrible technique is a batter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. There we go. <laughs> from players with. But they're getting uh, there.
2: They're getting there, but it's a, it's a, it's a, they've come from ground zero and they've got, they've got an awful long way to go. From
0: players with uh, high ceilings to breaking the glass ceiling. Uh, that's where we will wrap things up for another week. The big dance is still a long way off, so for now, we're all about the illustrious G.J. Gardner Holmes trophy uh, and team building in the almost literal sense. You know what I'm talking about there, uh, <laughs> My thanks. My thanks to Butch, Miller and George, and to you all for listening in. We'll be back for more next week with the Switch It podcast on ESPNCookInfo.com.